Welcome back to the programme. Well, now, this Friday, Christine Lagarde, former uh, managing director and chair of the International Monetary Fund, takes over the presidency of the European Central <coughs> Bank. No stranger to pressure, controversies <coughs> or challenges. Uh, what may we expect from her? Well, I'm joined now by France 24, Ireland and UK correspondent, Hervé Amorique. Uh, welcome, Hervé. Mm. Nice to talk to you again. Can you give us a run back um, on, on Christine Lagarde? Was she a businesswoman, a politician, a technocrat? Well, I, I think she's all three, really. You know, she was an international business lawyer and the first woman uh, to chair uh, the law firm, which is a, a $2 billion law firm in Chicago, uh, Baker and McKenzie. Now, she was the first woman finance minister in France. Uh, she's uh, her, actually um, her maiden name is Christine Lalouette. Uh, she's 63. She's divorced. And as she was uh, running the law firm, she was also bringing on her own uh, two uh, young sons in Chicago. Uh, one uh, owns uh, his own rest restaurant and the other one is an architect, so they're not in politics at all. They're kind of uh, ordinary, normal people. Uh, she's a diplomat. She's a diplomat. She, now, she's a woman with a reputation to get business done. Um, that's what she acquired during her career. And she also stood up for, for the rights of women. Now, to give an idea to people in Ireland, and that's, that's quite personal, um, I think in terms of personality and style, I would compare her to Mary Robinson. Uh, although Christine Lagarde was a member of a, a right-wing party, the UMP. I don't think Mary Robinson would like to be compared to a, a right-wing, <laughs> but we let that pass. Yeah. No, she was a minister in a conservative government, right. uh, of course, you know, but... Uh, that said, uh, one thing people may not realize that she came to prominence in French and European politics, but she was never elected to public office. Now, she was not a member of parliament, not even a councillor. Uh, that's rare at that level. But uh, in a French government, you can become a minister without uh, holding public office. And, and does, is there ever any objection to that? I mean, I've, I've been aware of that. But people get into very high office who have never gone before the people. Yeah, and that's why you sometimes, uh, you know, get criticism, particularly from the hard right or the hard left in France and elsewhere, uh, never mind in Britain, uh, you know, people are called technocrats who are never elected, particularly when they got to a high office in a European uh, institution. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, it's kind of interesting that she's featured in Vogue and Forbes magazines um, and that back in, what was it, 2014, she was assigned fifth most powerful woman in the world and last year, third behind Angela Merkel and Theresa May. Well, Theresa May's gone from there now, so she must be close to the top. Well, you know, she's a very cool under fire. Uh, I remember when she was actually a, a lecturer in the university, in the, and uh, <coughs> she's uh, also very. She was also famous at the time as a, as a competitive swimmer. Uh, you know, she gets every. She was very. She's got a very tough routine for herself. She gets up every day at five a.m. Now she reads her files while exercising on her indoor bike, you know. She's, a, she's been a vegetarian when it was uh, for more than 40 years, when it wasn't fashionable. And she certainly has built a reputation for, for competence. And she cultivated this image that, uh, that goes with it. I mean, she looks and she sounds trustworthy, even though she's clearly sometimes outside of her comfort zone. But 
she's very, very ambitious. <laughs> but one thing that perhaps served her in, in, a, in a funny way is that she didn't go to this very famous uh, school uh, where most of the uh, French elites, uh, at least the rulers, yeah. uh, have gone to, which is the National School of Administration, the ENA. Uh, and perhaps that served her because she was uh, an, an outsider uh, and in a way pushed that, pushed her it to have a career her. in the US. Yeah. Now, Jack T- Chirac appointed uh, Dominique de Villepin. I think we'll all remember him. Uh, and he decided <coughs> he wanted to be seen to promote women. And uh, somebody told him that Lagarde was was talented. Tell us about that phone call to Chicago. Well, she was uh, uh, in her house in Chicago. This was 5 a.m. in the morning. And Villepin, who is kind of a very charming (coughs) man in French politics, uh, and certainly was at the time, uh, made a phone call to her uh, at 5 a.m. And, uh, you know, he asked her just, Blankly, do you want to be junior minister for foreign trade? Now, you have to realize that this is not a big job. This was a woman who's running a law firm, you know, with remarkable uh, amounts of responsibilities and had chosen um, a a path to a career outside the country, outside France. You know, she was she was gone in terms of, uh, uh, you know, um, and uh, so she asked for time to think, you know, as one would, you know, if you get a phone call like this out of the blue and Villepin replied, well, Think as much as you want, but I will stay on the line until you're done. And uh, <laughs> yeah. he pushed her, and she said yes. Right. Now, obviously, this is uh, you know the decision that she took. Uh, she became uh, a minister, ranked 24th in the official ranking protocol. That's very low. And uh, you know that said she had entered the world of politics through the main door before even right. you know having having to fight for it. Okay, you know? now we will remember. And then apparently Sarkozy comes in and and he promoted her because he liked her and she backed the right people. Now Dominique um, Strauss-Kahn. Uh, we we will all remember uh, what happened there. His arrest in New York for alleged rape. Uh, head of the IMS, former finance minister, and really his fall from grace was her opportunity. Well, yeah. I mean, France had been publicly humiliated with the arrest of Strauss-Kahn. You know, he was head of the IMF, but he was he was a former French finance minister and he was also a potential presidential candidate at the time. That's right. Now, to neutralise all of this and to neutralise the scandal, uh, Sarkozy pushed uh, for all he could, you know, using all the contacts he ever had, to uh, get Christine Lagarde appointed. Now, of course, she's a woman with a very slick image, uh, a feminist, and uh, certainly, uh, you know, she had the potential to uh, erase in a very short amount of time all the damage that uh, Scotland did. Now, can I ask you just, I'm sorry to speed you along here, Hervé. It wasn't all plain sailing. And she was brought back and she was charged in front of, I don't know what kind of committee or court. There was a court. Uh, I mean, the she had to stand trial for her involvement in a, in a fraud scandal uh, that took place when she was finance minister. That was under President Sarkozy, who himself had a, had a few problems afterwards. And now the, the flamboyant businessman Bernard Tapie, himself a former minister, had been awarded a huge settlement of 403 billion, uh, sorry, million uh, euros out of uh, 
public funds after a dispute with the bank, with the right. Donne. And Lagarde was accused of basically doing nothing and being quite kind to him. Uh, she didn't actually, uh, you know, push in any direction yeah. for an appeal to, to, be, to be made. So at the time, she was head of the IMF, the International yeah. Monetary Fund, and many predicted that the career was her career was over. That was but it. She not was done. So. But not no, so. She, she was found. She was found not guilty. Okay. Uh, she was found guilty of negligence, which is a minor right, charge. But not punished. She was not punished. That's okay, Hervé. Right. Hervé Amarique, France 24, uh, Ireland and UK. Uh, correspondent. Uh, by the way, it'll be very interesting to see how she d- deals with following Draghi and whatever it takes and all of that.